Good day everybody, Testmaster4450 here. Putting together another video for everyone. And what I want to discuss today is the need for Web3 services. This is something I've mentioned in the past, and I've never really done a video fully exploring it, but the problem with Web3 stems from the fact you really can't do anything with it. Think about that. Most of the concepts out there are, are just that, concepts. You do have some exchanges. You do have DEXs. You do have the ability to transfer value. That is true. We, we have that as part of where we're at. What is flawed, though, is the fact that we want to grow the ecosystem, just Web3 in general. We want more users. We want more activity. But we really have nothing to offer. And this is hard for people to accept. But it is the reality. There is nothing really being offered. And I've mentioned this before. Where do you get your news? Do you get your news from a Web3 source? No, you go to Twitter. You go to BBC. You go to whatever your preferential location is for news. Okay. Do you get your entertainment? Do you listen to music? Do you watch movies? Do you watch videos? Do you uh, engage in that? capacity. No. For the most part, people head to traditional broadcasts. They head to YouTube. They head to now even Rumble. They head to Amazon, Apple, Spotify, Pandora, wherever. But they don't head to Web3. Where do you get your information from? Most people go to a search engine. Most people go to Wikipedia. Now people are turning to chatbots. But that's all Web2 stuff. So what do you do on Web3? You're not informed. You don't get your news. You don't get information such as history. Where do you learn about the Civil War? Where do you learn about the Vikings? Where do you learn about the Great Wall of China, the space race? Certainly not from Web3. And this is the challenge that the industry has. I've talked about databases. I've been talking databases for months. What is the problem with Web3? You're looking at a world where first off, the digital realm is built entirely on databases, databases tied to networks. So Web3 has no databases. Sure, you can look back at 15 years of Bitcoin transactions, but who gives a crap? That's like looking at 15 years of Citibank transactions. Who gives a crap? So we have no databases, which means you have no digital realm. Really. You are nothing in the digital realm. 
because everything's tied to a database. Go to any website that's pulling from a database. You can't get around it. You can't avoid it. And so obviously, if you go to YouTube, if you go to uh, Spotify, if you go to Wikipedia, if you go to ESPN, if you go to CNBC, go to any of these sites, Amazon, you're looking at their databases. And their databases are huge. Their databases are extensive. And their databases are grown. Now, obviously, some of those databases or parts of them have time-sensitive data. What's time-sensitive data? Um, news. You know, a car crash three weeks later, nobody cares about. And so ESPN has a lot of that. CNBC has a lot of that. Anything that deals with your news has a lot of that. And news organizations have libraries that I think are not completely worthless, but about as worthless as it comes. But news is important. We want the news. But then you have also information that has value over time. Uh, for example, Amazon library that they bought MGM. Those MGM movies have tremendous value. Info, in, in, Investopedia or Wikipedia. The information there has tremendous value uh, because it's not time sensitive. If you're reading about the War of 1812, well, nothing's really changed in over 200 years with the War of 1812. So once the data is there, at least the preliminaries, the, the basics don't change. Maybe historical debate does, but the point being that information doesn't change. And that's what Web3 needs to, to look at. If we are going to be a force in the digital realm, you need to have information. You need to have databases and you need databases that have information that's meaningful to people. And meaningful takes on different connotation. So that, that's one thing to keep in mind. The second piece of the puzzle is we are in the information economy. The economy is based upon information, and the more the real world and the digital world combine, the more information is at the core of it. And so when you look at what's being digitized, and people say, well, look at all the physical products. And yes, there are a lot of physical products. But look at the supply chain. That's all information. Look at the manufacturing products. That's going towards robotics. And even though robotics are physical, they're based upon IT. Look at design, going in information, you know, with 3D holograms and some of this other stuff. But we have a world where our physical stuff is sensors. Mapping now is 3D because of all the sensors. The, these computers don't read uh, uh, in the same way we do. They, 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 Google and these other companies have created 3D images, and they're doing it in warehouses, they're doing it in factories, they're doing it for products on the manufacturing process. It, it's all moving towards information. You know, why does SpaceX, and I presume uh, Blue Origin does the same thing, why do they blow up rockets? What's the most valuable part of taking, a, I don't know what a rocket costs, let's say $10 million rocket, setting it up and blowing it up? Because of the data that is collected when the rocket blows up is invaluable for, to learn how not to blow up rockets. It's information. So the entire economy of 
growth, moving forward, potential progress is all based on information. And it's sold in one way, shape, or form. Now, it may be sold in the form of a product. It translates into the product that is, is sold, uh, such as rocket services, let's say, or automobiles, or power tools, or computers, or whatever. But then at the same time, you have information that's sold. And of course, we have broadcasts and we have the traditional realms, but we're entering new arenas where information's sold, where data's sold. You know, data, people being the product uh, on these social media networks. That is certainly the case. And then you have a product such as these chatbots and who, el who knows what else is going to be created. What are they essentially? Information. They're trained on information in their information. They, they, they're, they're information um, correspondence. They, they, they process information back and forth input output that's huge that's enormous that's overlooked so what are we looking at as we go forward what we're looking at going forward is if we want web 3 to be vital we need services because that's what people utilize think about it when you go onto something like even X or Facebook. It's a service. Now, built in there are features, but features are part of the service and features in many ways provide a service. So, so for example, Elon's talking about within a year, X is going to have the ability to basically text and, and call. They're, they're turning that into a telecommunications platform. That's a service. It's a service that your mobile phone operator provides. It's a service that your landline company provides. It's a service that's provided. Right? And here it is being built into X. That's a service. Now, it's part of a larger, broader uh, platform, but it's a service. This is what Web3 is missing. Because, again, you can't even get your news off Web3. You don't get any information off Web3. You don't get anything off Web3. But we get a lot of talk about transfer value and how Web3 is the next big thing. But what are people building? And granted, a lot of it is constrained by infrastructure, and there's a lot of people working on infrastructure, which that takes years to produce. But what are you promoting? What are you selling? What are, what are, you, what are you marketing? People talk about marketing these Web3 services. What the hell are they marketing? It's vaporware. Uh, unfortunately, that's all their marketing is vaporware because there's no product or service there. And, and this is the major challenge that I have with the approach people are taking. They want to claim that this is um, going to be the replacement, and it, it will be. And But they say, we need when when is mass adoption going to happen? When you have something to offer. What are you offering? When are you going to get 100 million people into Web3? Well, outside of some financial things, and maybe some gambling apps and, and that type of thing, games of champs, I, I guess you could say, there's not a lot there. So look at every segment. Look at every industry. Look at every sector. 
Look at anything that's offered from Netflix to fashion companies to Home Depot to uh, broadcast network to telecommunications. Where is that? Where is that? Yes, you do have some financial, but even the financials limited. Can you go buy stocks? No. Can you buy stock equivalents? No. Now, I understand that's regulated, so that's kind of a challenge. Where do you get health information? Is health information on Web3? No. You don't find health information. How about diagnostic? Nope, no diagnostic information. Health diagnostic. It's on Web2. Granted, it's probably not very good at this point. That's a technology in its infancy. But where is this being developed? Where Where is the Web3 chatbots? Where's the Web3 AI? Not there. Of course, it's probably not going to be there because there's no data. See how this all ties in? And, and people are saying, well, let's market this stuff. What are you marketing? It all comes back to the same thing. What are you marketing? What does Web3 really have to offer? Web3 needs services. That's what you market. That's what people buy. Product services. Hope everybody has a great day. We'll catch you next time.